today, 59, of Shaped by the Word. Uh, we're in Genesis chapter 49, and of course this season has been the drama of Scripture. We're taking you through the narrative passages of Scripture. Uh, we're not covering all of them. We've just missed, as Katie pointed out before the podcast, the blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh. Uh, we've just picked 260 chapters, and we're moving through them to give you the grand story, which kind of just provides a roadmap for you to know where you're reading and what to look for as you read through the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, We come to chapter 49, which is where Jacob comes to the end of his life and he blesses his sons. Ironically, uh, this is something that he uh, deceitfully took from his father, this blessing. So we see the one who robbed a blessing uh, and from Esau uh, now bestowing blessings on his son. And of course, not all of these blessings are really uh, blessings. Uh, as you read it, you get a sense of who these men were, you know, that were uh, Jacob's sons, and, and, and what the future of their tribe will be. And interesting enough, many of these tribes will take on the characteristics mm-hmm. of the one who, who bore their name. So as we go into uh, Genesis 49, let's offer this uh, this time ourselves, uh, you know, to the Lord. Uh, Katie, you mind mm-hmm. praying for us? Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the gift of a new day and um, for um, just all the ways that you are working in us and the ways that you're using scripture to shape us, God. Um, I pray that you would um, just be with us as we read together and engage with your word. Um, and God, that we would be reminded of, of the blessing that we've received um, in Christ Jesus, and that we have been brought in, that those who were far off have been brought near um, by the blood of Christ, and that we've been off given, not just offered, but given a new identity um, in you. So thank you. We praise you for that, and I just ask that you would continue to do a work in us, God. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. In Genesis 49, then Jacob called for his sons and said, Gather around so I can tell you what will happen to you in the days to come. Assemble and listen, sons of Jacob, listen to your father Israel. Reuben, you're my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. Turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel, for you went into your father's bed, onto my couch, and defiled it. Simeon and Levi are brothers, their swords are weapons of violence. Let me not enter their council. Let me not join in their assembly. For they've killed men in their anger and have hamstrung oxen as they pleased. Cursed be their anger so fierce and their fury so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob and disperse them in Israel. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's cub, Judah. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nations shall be his. He will tether his donkey to a vine, his coat to the choicest branch. He will wash his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be darker than wine, his teeth whiter than milk. Zebulun will live by the seashore and become a haven for ships. His borders will extend towards Sidon. Issachar is a Rabban donkey living among uh, the sea pens. When he sees how good is his resting place and how pleasant is his land, he will bend his shoulder to the burden and submit to forced labor. Dan will provide justice for his people as one of the tribes of Israel. 
Dan will be a snake by the roadside, a viper along the path that bites the horse's heels so that its riders stumble backwards. I look for your deliverance, Lord. Gad will be attacked by a band of raiders, but he will attack them at their hills. Asher's food will be rich. He will provide delicacies fit for a king. Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. With bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility, but his bow remained steady. His strong arm stayed limber because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, because of your father's God who helps you, because of the Almighty who blesses you with blessings the skies above, blessings of the deep springs below, blessings of the breast and womb. Your father's blessings are greater than the blessings of the ancient mountains, than the bounty of the age-old hills. Let all those rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince among his brothers. Benjamin does a ravenous wolf. In the morning he devours the prey, in the evening he divides the plunder. All these were the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said to them when he blessed them, giving each the blessing appropriate to him. Really interesting, you know, set of you know, set of blessings, you know, through through here. Of course, the 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 standout in this are are the two sons, Judah and Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph, uh, you know, the one whom uh, you know uh, Jacob favors, and, and the one whom he kind of moves, you know, the sense of his his personal blessing and his personal. Uh, you know, the firstborn that was taken in it from Reuben. But of course, there is a sense in which, you know, God's hand will be on Judah because he will be the line, uh, the line through which David comes and then the line through which uh, later Jesus will come. And so you have that nice little hint in there mm-hmm. that uh, the scepter will, you know, come to him, be, be between his feet until it comes to the one to whom it belongs. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and of course, that is in a singular, not in a plural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so much here, just so much imagery. Yeah, it's hard to figure out what to talk about first, honestly. Well, you know, some of the same things you see, you know, very much, you know, comes true in in the nation. So you'll see this as we go through the Book of Kings. You'll see some of these things, you know, kind of realized. Uh, you know, uh, Simeon and Levi because of their anger against Shechem and destroying that village and destroying the animals in the village. And by the way, there's just kind of a little hint there that God not only cares about the people who they needlessly destroyed, but the animals that they needlessly destroyed in their anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will be you know, scattered out among Israel. And of course, that certainly happened with Levi. Uh, they were never given an inheritance, but they were put in cities who were scattered out you know, through Israel as, you know, they serve through Israel. Mm-hmm. And Simeon is given a little space that is completely swallowed up, you know, by Judah. It's kind of in the middle of it almost to, to be contained. So you see these kind of promises, mm-hmm. you know, being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I think it also, you know, reminds us of some of these stories that we've seen along the way. Like, why were those stories in there? You know, why was Reuben's story where he sleeps with his father's concubine and why why was you know Simeon and Levi's story you know when we get to these blessings we see you know are these I guess curses in their instance you know that you know Reuben and Simeon and Levi are looked over you know and it goes to Judah because of the, those incidents were significant or you know those accounts were significant 
Um, and, and so when we get to chapter 49, we see the why the inclusion of those other events were recorded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you also see, you know, in Judah, you know, not a terribly honest man. He was one who was mm-hmm. uh, initiated the selling of Joseph. He was uh, yeah. also one who promised, uh, you know, one of his daughter-in-laws, you know, a, a future son, which he, he did not give to her and he ended up you know sleeping with her as she was disguised as a prostitute and was willing to stone her for her actions Mm -hmm. until she produced his staff and his court uh and uh you see a transformation like uh, one of the great descendants of judah david you don't see a perfect man but you see a man who uh has come back to have a completely different heart you know toward the end as he speaks up to give his own life for the sake of benjamin yeah uh, in, in the confrontation, I feel weird saying this, but I <laughs> and that has never stopped you before. I don't know where this is going. Well, it's just like part of you. Be just, hard to see whose face had more fear on it, mine or Matt's. But, but go ahead, Katie. <laughs> well, like part of you just kind of thinks, man. It feels like Jesus was supposed to come from like Joseph's line, right? I mean, <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's such a there's such a picture of Jesus, a foreshadowing of Jesus in Joseph and the person of Joseph, and you just feel like that's what would happen in like a predictable story. But Jesus comes from Judah. I have absolutely nothing to add to that, but it's just my <laughs> my gut just w- thinks, oh, Jesus. Will so come much from attention Joseph. has been given to Joseph. <laughs> no, it, there has, and of course, he certainly you know he certainly typifies you know mm-hmm. the, the salvation of many you know that'll come through Jesus and the grace of Jesus as he reaches out to his brothers, you know, who have deeply sinned you know sinned against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he won't even be represented in, in, in future tribes, much less. Right. In that, and it, it may well have been because of his ties, you know, to to Egypt. Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, when he's married, we have this you know, almost ominous note, you know, that he's married, right. mm-hmm. uh, you know, to uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the son of Potiphera, mm-hmm. or Potiphera, the uh, son of uh, the daughter of a priest of On. Mm-hmm. And, and so you may see that you know kind of thing in there, but it does. It does, and, and certainly if you know if Jacob. Uh, you know, Jake, this is the one that, you know, that Jacob has chosen, you right. know, to receive his richest blessing. But the one that God has chosen is, is Judah. And I still love the fact that the two sons did receive, you know, a blessing from Jacob. Some, some you know, kind of outside of the family, but brought in. Ephraim and Manasseh, right. which we, which, which we skipped over. That's good. Yeah. You can bring that in. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you wanted to. <laughs> okay. and, and kind of interestingly, what happens right. when they're blessed right, is right. Jacob switches his hands, mm-hmm. you know, putting, you know, putting the, the right hand on the youngest and the left hand on the oldest, mm-hmm. which is kind of living out his own story mm-hmm. where the youngest son received the blessing. And so he's carrying that forward as he blesses uh, Joseph's sons as, as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the interesting things of these blessings and, and curses is, you know, Levi. And as we read the story, we know the Levites become, you know, Priest. a pretty significant mm-hmm. line. And mm-hmm. so we're just kind of kind of asking the question, man, it doesn't seem like things are going so well for them. And in fact, there's, you know, I think of like the golden calf incident, you know, where you get this reversal almost taking place where, you know, their swords are weapon of violence. And Moses says, hey, who's going to step forward, you know, present yourself and it's the Levites who then come, these kind of, you know, 
executioners of justice in a sense where mm-hmm. a couple of levites yeah you know come and then and then of course an eternal you know covenant is you know established established with them you, you, of course the overall feel you get you know is is really that uh, god is bringing about his purposes through a very imperfect people yeah and so we do see the blemishes all the way along and of course we read the story and we recoil you know at the faithlessness and the deceit uh you know that we see in in jacob and his sons and in israel you know for generations to come and of course we realize that we are no different stock that we are you know people who are uh even though created in the image of god we 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 are uh, so deeply affected by the fall, and of course we, you know, talk about it in Reformed theology when we talk about total depravity. Not, you know, that we're as bad as we could possibly be, but there is not any part of our life that is not tainted, you know, by the fall and by sin and, and by the curse, which uh, one of the later sons of Judah will come to reverse. Mm-hmm. It's definitely. I I feel like this is. I mean, would you consider this a prophecy, not just a blessing, but he's prophesying in a lot of ways, um, mm-hmm. not just about Judah, but about just about every son, what will happen. Now, there, yeah, there is a strong sense of prophecy here, and there's just a strong sense of, um, you remember, you know, uh, uh, when Isaac, you know, is confronted by Esau, he said, who I bless will indeed be blessed. So there is mm-hmm. also this deep sense of the power of blessing that God has given them coming out of the Abrahamic covenant. I will bless those that you bless. Yeah, that's, yeah. so you get, it's a prophetic blessing, you know, and it uh, right, finds a, it's, it's roots both, in it's God both, telling Abraham. It's prophetic yeah. in that it foreshadows the future, but it is also determinative and that, you know, God's blessing, you know, determines the future. Mm. Uh, so there's a nice little piece of Calvinism for you to soak on. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, these blessings are, they're always so fun. I mean, it just reminds me too of, um, I mean, the beauty of scripture that you can go from, you know, narrative accounts to pause into poetry accounts and, and various kinds of, of literature and and just style of, you know, writing as well that, yeah, just how fun it is to kind of move through some mm-hmm. of this stuff. And I just laugh at some of these blessings, too, that, you know, it's like, Gad, you'll be attacked by a band of raiders, but you'll attack them at their heels. Like, that's the best blessing you could give me? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> You're pretty greedy there, I bet. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, no, there, uh, there's worse blessings in here. <laughs> yeah, if I'm so. Gad, I'm, I'm, boy, I'm glad I escaped <laughs> yeah. the, the, yeah. the earlier blessing to Reuben and the, you know, the Simeon and Levi. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit closer, you know, to, you know, you're a donkey that lies down in a seat pen and you're going to have it so good that you, uh, you know, work the rest of your life away, you know, as, as far as, so there are a lot of, you know, different, in, but, you know, let, let's, let's end on, you know, verse 10, the scepter will not depart from Judah, mm-hmm. nor the ruler's staff between his feet until he to whom it belongs, you know, the authentic translation until Shiloh comes or the house of God that's settled in Shiloh shall come. But until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nations will be his. And there is no more beautiful picture of where all of this is leading. It's uh, not leading so much to a great nation. It's leading to the blessing that comes through a great nation. And the blessing that comes through a great nation is is a singular seed of of Abraham, uh, Jesus, who... uh, 
took the curse upon himself in, in order to remove the curse from us. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, he is the one before whom every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus mm-hmm. Christ is, is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And that is where this story is heading. And as imperfect as the story is, the ending is so absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for... Thank you for the story we live in and when we see the mess of uh, Jacob's family and of the descendants of Abram and even Abraham himself and Isaac himself. uh, We're deeply deeply appalled at their imperfection, their lack of faithfulness and their uh, tendency to wander away from you and yet we see in that a mirror where we we see our own unfaithfulness and we thank you that all of this is pointing toward the faithful one um, who will, uh, by your grace, uh, take all of our sin on himself and nail it to the cross, scorning its shame. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.